So every day you do something and you get up and you do this. And did you know by doing this that you could answer two of the most important questions of your life? Now, before I tell you what it is and what those questions are, we're going to meet our guest today. And she's the author of The Wisdom of Your Face and also another book, The Wisdom of Your Child's Face. Please say hello to Jean Hayner. Hello, Jean. Hi there. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Thanks for having me on. You know what? I stumbled across your information when I was looking um, through some upcoming retreats. And you're doing a Miraval retreat in Arizona coming up in March with Louise Hay and Cheryl Richardson. Yep. And I looked and I went, oh, what is this about the wisdom of your face? <laughs> and I'm like, shame on me for never hearing of Jean Hayner before. <laughs> That's exciting that you're going to be doing this retreat coming up. Well, you know, it's it's fun stuff, and, and Louise has become a dear friend over the years. She's come to just about every workshop I've ever taught her, it seems like it. She's been a huge supporter of my work, I think, because she sees it's very much aligned with hers. Oh, absolutely. And so now, without further ado, I'm going to answer the questions. What was it in the morning that you do? It's look at your face in the mirror, and these were the most important questions. Who am I? And what is my calling? So please explain, Jean, how looking at our face can answer those questions. Yeah, it sounds a little crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> well, so basically, you know, what I do is Chinese face reading, which most people have never heard of, but it's actually an ancient branch of Chinese medicine. And in Chinese medicine, which is thousands of years old, what they did over the centuries was develop a very sophisticated understanding of the patterns of nature that they could apply then to human beings because... Amazingly, human beings are part of nature, too. <laughs> um, so at first they applied them to people's health, and they looked for patterns in their body and their lifestyle and every aspect of who they were, but they also began to notice that they could identify patterns in people's faces, in the size and shape of features, in the markings that developed, that originally they started out using as a diagnostic tool to be able to evaluate someone's health merely by looking at their face. But what they soon came to recognize was that these same patterns of information revealed who that person really was inside, their inner nature, their true calling in life, what they would need to be happy, what they would need in order to find the work that gave them joy and, and relationships that fulfilled them. So out of that came what I do, which is Chinese face reading. And thousands of years ago, face readers were the original therapists and personal coaches. <laughs> they were the people that we went to for guidance on career, relationships, and life path. So if somebody has like a round face, they might be into creative types of jobs, or if someone has a pointy nose, they're more likely to <laughs> get cancer or what? I mean, this well, does sound a little kooky. I know, and, and that's the, you, you bring up a very good point, because one thing about this is it's not simplistic. It's actually quite profound, and I always say to people, you know, reading a face is kind of like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. Every piece gives you a, pi a piece of the picture, but you don't see the total picture until you have it all together. So in reading a face, every feature on your face, every marking, every wrinkle that develops, and by the way, there are some good wrinkles, um, <laughs> give, give you information about who you really are inside. So it's not that you look at if someone's nose is pointed and then assume you know about them. 
but that's one piece of information about them. You know, I'm, I, when I first learned about this, I thought it was just terrible to judge someone based on their appearance. How awful is that? Yeah. <laughs> but the whole point of this is actually it's the antithesis of judgment. It actually gives you a much more spacious way to move through life because you understand who that person is who walks in the door and why they're behaving the way that they are or why they have the needs that they do. And that reflection in the mirror, of course, is the most important at all because there's, there's secret messages on your face that can be so valuable for you in understanding your life experience and why things have happened the way that they have up until now and how to change that to create a more positive future. Perhaps if I had read my ex-husband's face, I wouldn't be divorced today. I don't know. But give me an example for something like with your own face. And, and by the, can we see you if we go to wisdomofyourface.com, yeah, your website? Yeah, you may have to look around a little bit. I don't plaster my face all over the site. But <laughs> okay, so if someone were to go to wisdomofyourface.com and they're yeah. looking at your face, what about your face, like what could someone tell by looking at you? <laughs> Well, one thing, I have a large nose, okay? And one of the things that, uh, one of the messages that a large nose conveys is that someone who, is, who may have some perfectionistic tendencies, that they care maybe sometimes too much about details, but that they're basically very concerned about the quality of their work. They want to do the very best job they can, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that people with small noses don't care about the quality of their work. <laughs> I, <laughs> What I sometimes explain this as is people with big noses tend to work hard and sometimes too hard. So when I get an email at 11 o'clock at night from a colleague, I'll, I'll joke back at them, you must have a big nose because here we are both still working at 11 o'clock at night. And I can guarantee you someone with a small nose probably isn't. Someone with a small nose, the most common comment they make to me is, I work smart, not hard. Yeah, I have a small nose, and I'm going to go with that, Jean. <laughs> there you go. So it's not that there are bad features or good features or bad characteristics or good characteristics. It's just that everything has a meaning, and it really kind of helps you understand yourself or other people and how they're moving through life. Okay, and so what if somebody alters their appearance? Does it change? For example, yes. somebody makes their nose smaller. So here's the concept. The belief is that you were born with your face for a reason. You have the features that you have for a reason. I equate it to the blueprint for a house. You know, if you're building a house, the architect draws up a blueprint, and you build it according to the blueprint. You, you put the doors and windows where it says. You put the electrical system and the plumbing where it says to. You would never dream of just kind of arbitrarily thinking, oh, I'm just going to put the plumbing over here instead. You know, you know that doesn't make sense. Uh -huh. And if you follow the blueprint, the house will stand strong. It will function well. It will last for a long time. Well, your face is considered to be a reflection of your inner blueprint. So if you're born with a big nose, that's one aspect of kind of like your contract for this life, and there's a reason for that. But another thing that a nose represents is your potential for personal power, the, your desire to be proud of your achievements in life and to feel like you're very much living an authentic life. If you mess with that plan, if you arbitrarily change the, your nose without knowing what you're doing, it's, it's almost as if you're setting your system off balance, and it's really not considered to be a good thing. Okay, and is face reading uh, comparable to palm reading? Well, you know, 
know, here's the thing. I need to make a distinction because there are the psychic arts out there. There's people who are highly intuitive who can get information and bring it through based on their intuition, and that's all completely valid and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, Face reading, in a way, empowers your intuition even more because you, you relax more into the truth of who you are and you're not judging yourself so harshly. So that tension in the system goes away, and so your intuitive ability develops. But face reading is based on science. It's based on Chinese science, not Western science. So it evolved in a different way. But to me, you know, it's the, one of the reasons I respect it so much it's a, is that it's been developed and researched and proven over 3,000 years. So it's okay. not that someone just kind of channeled that this is what a nose means. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, but the, the thing that I was getting at is that the certain lines in our hands that, you know, right. this line might be a marriage line or it might be a personality line. Um, so as far as the lines in our face, for everybody out there who wants to get rid of their wrinkles, tell us why we should love our wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's basically three kinds of wrinkles, all right? The, one of the common wrinkles you'll see on people's faces are horizontal wrinkles. They go in a horizontal line. Often you'll see them in your forehead, okay? Mm-hmm. Those are called signs of lessons learned really important. We, we learn some powerful lessons in our lives through stress, through challenges, through important experiences. And when a horizontal line appears, it means you've learned the lesson. The second kind of wrinkle um, is a very, very positive thing. An example of that is what we call crow's feet. You know those little diagonal lines that come out from the sides of your eyes? <laughs> yep. In Chinese face reading, those are called joy lines, and they're a sign of someone who can give affection and who has an open heart. So <laughs> these are very positive things. You know, what they found is that if you smile a genuine smile, that involves both the muscles around your mouth and around your eyes. But if you fake a smile, it only involves the muscles around your mouth. So the fact that you have joy lines means that you have been genuinely smiling frequently, and that's what causes the joy lines. <laughs> See, I, I love it. I say embrace the Sharpay within all of us, <laughs> and it's, it's okay to have those, especially the crow's feet. Well, you I, know, the I thing I is, do... not only is it okay, but it actually gives positive messages that people unconsciously read and react to. So when we meet someone with joy lines, unconsciously we feel comfortable. We feel like we're going to have a positive experience with them. Okay. And how can this process of faith reading help us to succeed in business? I was reading a little bit about that. Explain that. (laughs) Well, you know, here's the amazing thing, of course. We all live and work with human beings. They all have faces. (laughs) All those faces (laughs) have amazing information for us. We're walking around. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm walking around in the world and I'm the only one who has access to all this secret information. (laughs) But... You know, if you know this, you'll never be bored again because you could be sitting in an airport going, oh, my gosh, look at that on his ear. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, in business, one of the things, no matter what business you're doing, most likely you're dealing with people in some way. And you can use this work to create immediate rapport with people. It can certainly be used for deeper things than that. But, you know, often on first meeting with someone, it can be so helpful to know how to make them feel comfortable and how to, you know, even speak or move in a way that they can accept and kind of relax into. And there are certain faces that will tell you that you need to keep extra distance between you and that person, that they need a little extra space around them or else they start getting tense and anxious. There are people that you can tell are more easily approachable. There's other people that if you don't hug them when you're first meeting them, they'll think that there's something wrong. 
<laughs> Do you think that this, does it relate at all to um, the signs of the zodiac? A lot of people who come to my workshops who study astrology go, oh my gosh, there's so many parallels. And so I do, here's how I view it. If something is true, it's true. So I often, you know, have people say, oh my gosh, you know, I've been studying Ayurvedic astrology or I've been studying the Enneagram or I've been studying Western astrology. There's so many similarities here. And that's what I would expect to hear because if it works, it works. It doesn't mean that you can completely integrate them, that they can be made the same. It's just kind of like yet another route to the mountaintop. Okay. And are certain areas of the face related to different things like the eyes tell us about our calling or our mouth tells us about, you know, our ability to overcome obstacles? Are there different areas of the face? There's so much. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I want to go back to the whole calling thing, because right now, especially yeah. as we come up on 2012, a lot of people have lost their jobs or chosen to right. leave their jobs and are now moving towards more of their passion and their true calling. So yeah. I'm wondering if there's, you know, if someone says, oh, I'm completely miserable and I want to get out, but I don't really know what it is I'd be good at. Does your book kind of break some of that down? This whole work is so valuable for that. And, and here's, let me kind of back up a little bit to, to approach it one way and then I'll approach it another way. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, I'll, I, sometimes I view this as kind of archetypal in nature that you can understand what your archetype is and how to move through a world that it allows you to be true to your nature and, and do the work that just lights you up and brings you joy. The thing is that, you know, if you think back to what I was saying a few minutes ago about having an inner blueprint, you know, I believe that we're all born with this blueprint, complete and bright and shiny and fully intact, and we're raring to go. And then soon after we're born, um, we start receiving messages from the outside world, expectations about who we're supposed to be, judgments about how we're behaving. Our parents do the very best they can, but they don't know that they got a user's manual with their child, which is their face. You know, so <laughs> they, they, you know, I, I'm a parent, and you kind of grope in the dark, and you're not sure, and you don't really understand why your child has that need or is behaving that way. But what happens very early on for all of us in life, to one degree or another is that we start getting the message that you will be loved if you're like that, not this. And, of course, we want to be loved. So we start to try to change ourselves or alter or become that person that we think is who they want us to become. And there starts the journey away from original nature. And I think that often we travel, we kind of navigate so far off course, we spend the rest of our lives trying to find our way back to our true calling, to who we really are. And so by reading your face, it shows you every aspect, all your patterns. This is based on an understanding of very easy-to-spot patterns, an archetypal nature that shows up in the world, and, and it shows you the direction that you need to go. It shows you how to find what you love and how to do what you love, and also how to be in relationship and to understand what your needs really are and why. Oh, and and you know what? This would be great. And I know you brought this up about because I've done some online dating Mm -hmm. and I never trust anyone who has glasses on in their picture. Never. Really? (laughs) I'm like, you can't show me your eyes. There's an issue. So (laughs) maybe they're just nearsighted, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, you know, with hats on and, you know, just just uncover. Show me who you are. And if I had your book, Wisdom of Your Face, then I'm going to sit down. I'm going to read through that. And I'm going to look at those pictures on online dating. Now, yep. seriously, really, is it going to help me with that? 
oh, it's amazing for online dating. And, you know, even if there's fuzzy little pictures that are hard to tell, you can still get information, and then you compare it to what they write about themselves, and you can go, I, I don't think so. <laughs> or maybe you can go, wow, this is a winner. He really is who he says that he is. Oh, I've, I've got to try that because, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, Jean, and I'm, I'm thinking your book is, is definitely something that can help me. So you've got Wisdom of Your Face. And you can find that at wisdomofyourface.com and also the wisdom of your child's face. Right. And, you know, is this going to help a parent with the terrible twos? Oh, and beyond. I mean, it was, it, I was so glad when, when Hay House asked me to write this book because so many times over the years I've worked with families or parents who are trying to figure their children out. And time and time again, it, it's, it comes down to their not understanding what's really going on inside the child. But the thing about this book, the amazing thing that I found after it's come out, is I'm hearing from tons of adults who are not parents who've read the book and have said that this was the most moving and transformational thing because it, to, for me because it helped me understand my childhood. It helped me understand why my parents treated me the way that I did, that they did, and who I was really trying to become as a child that now I've journeyed away from, and that it was a very healing experience. So you don't have to be, you don't have to have children <laughs> to read that book, although certainly, you know, it's huge for that. Um, it was interesting when I wrote the book, I did a lot of research into Western child development, the latest research in that. And one of the fascinating studies that has come out recently um, was about, you know, what is a good predictor of your child's success and happiness in life? And, you know, you would imagine that a good predictor of your child's success in life would be, you know, how much love they got, how many times you say I love you or how much you praise them. Mm -hmm. But in fact, what they found was that the single most important predictor of anyone's success and happiness in life was how much they felt recognized as a child by their parents. And wow. in other words, you know, it's who, who you really are as a child that you want to feel loved and accepted as. Yeah, and I was just thinking this would be a great book for teachers as well. Oh, huge, yeah. I mean, you know, they're staring at all those little faces <laughs> all day long. So you were telling me you have kids? I have one. One? A girl or boy? <laughs> a boy. He's all grown up now. Yeah, and so when he brought uh, his first honey over to the house, were you busy <laughs> staring at her face? Well, you know, it was so funny because when he brought his very first girlfriend home to meet me, we had a lovely time, and then as they were leaving, they were standing by the front door, and he asked her to wait a minute, and he dragged me into the kitchen, and then he said, so, what does her face say? Oh, <laughs> I was so sweet. proud. How long has, is he uh, married? Not yet. He's only 23, but, you know, he's learned this for himself, and so he uses it in his dating life as well. <laughs> Oh, I, I love that. And that, you know what? I can't say that I have done everything about my social life um, until now, uh, reading Wisdom of Your Face. I think this is going to help me. And you also do private readings as well as workshops and, and seminars, correct? That's right, yeah. My main work is teaching people to do this for themselves. You know, I always joke that I studied for 30 years so that I can teach you to do it in two days. <laughs> oh, bless you for that. And I know everybody can find everything out about where you'll be and all your books and services at wisdomofyourface.com. Jean, thank you so much for joining us. And I wish, you know, I could look right now and see what you look like. And I will <laughs> uh, eventually go, on, go online to wisdomofyourface.com. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us today. 
today. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for choosing to be positive now.